2: Plan for your prosperity, prepare for your retirement, safeguard your savings, and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
3: Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca, and we are talking savings, investments in your retirement, as always. And, uh, and, and the key to building up wealth is our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. And, and so what we, you always want to have at least 10% plus the company match uh, in your savings plan. That, that's where you sort of start out and and then from there you you try to expand into other savings areas but understand you can start out with the 10% plus the company match and you can put away uh under the new tax bill you can put away up to $25,000 if you're over the age of if you're over the age of uh 50 so anyway that's something to think about uh had quite a week in, in, in the in the markets we're gonna be discussing that a lot happening this week a lot of, a lot of big trends and 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 so that's where I wanted to just kind of start out hit some of those areas and and, and see some big changes are happening and the first one uh actually where do i uh, you know uh the uh uh, we, we we've got the budget deficit uh, done, and and we're going to put that off uh, for about three weeks, and 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 so uh, the government's coming back, and you know, we're going to expand upon that. Uh, you know, uh, first a couple thoughts. Uh, you know, we had the the, the big uh, elitist powwow in Davos, Switzerland, where all the super wealthy go to discuss climate change and how the how human beings are destroying the planet. They fly in on their private jets. 1,500 private jets descend on this so they can tell the rest of us we need to be driving around in electric cars like Priuses and move into smaller homes and uh, and not use any oil and gas ever again. But they have no problems with their private jets. And it just goes to show you the absolute hypocrisy of the elite not just in the United States but around the world it where they want everybody else to live a certain lifestyle and then they have no intention of living it themselves and and Davos was pretty much of a of a disaster this year uh president trump couldn't go because of the was it shut down prime minister may couldn't ju- uh, go because of the brexit uh the uh who else didn't go i don't i don't think the uh Macron of France couldn't go because he had protests in the streets every day and he was afraid to leave the country. And uh, I'm not sure if Abe showed up or not, but enormous number of people just didn't go. Populism is sweeping the planet in the radical idea that you should have a democracy. And even the more really radical idea, particularly this is an extraordinarily Radical idea in Europe and increasingly in the United States is that a government should govern for its people. And, and what we have is we have this huge poll out there. We have one side that says, look, a government is responsible to the people of of, of, of their country to govern. That's their responsibility. So I'm not left to Congress or president. My responsibility is to the American mm-hmm. people. If uh, Macron is elected president of France, his responsibility is to the citizens of France, like the president to the citizens of the United States. So, and then we have this Davos crowd that have appointed themselves the leaders of the world, the elite class, the smarter people. Do you know they have a lot of money, so they're clearly much smarter than the rest of us. And, and they want to come in and say, no, no, look, let us set the agenda. Let us set the rules. We'll rule, have a global order. And so, President Trump, you're no longer really responsible for the American people. Your responsibility is to the world. And so you need to first think about the world— before you think about the American citizens and and the Europeans, it's the same way. And and it and and we've had the last twenty years where we've opened the world up to China and given China everything they want. And uh, uh, corporations, particularly corporate America, above all else, has really realized, hey, we can ship all our factories to China, fire all the American workers, and make a bunch of profits. It and and, and and if you look at the numbers, that if you Take those budget deficits that w- their trade deficits with China. It works out to be about 1.8 percent GDP growth per year lost in the United States of America, which coincidentally is is the missing is basically the min- mi- missing GDP growth in the last decade. We had a, a, a GDP g- uh, growth of of, of of a little under two percent in the last decade. Uh, the worst since the Great Depression. And if you really add in the loss on the trade deficits from China, that's pretty much you know, the lost GDP number. And so so you have people around the world that are upset. It's it's called nationalism. Like, wait a minute, if you're a democracy, your responsibility first should be to the citizens of the country. And 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 so they they're upset in France because the french people are rioting over massive immigration massive unemployment uh the number one the number one uh issue in France is immigration, the number one issue in Germany is immigration, the number one issue in Italy is immigration, the number one issue in in the UK is immigration, the number one issue in Holland is immigration. All over the place, it's immigration. We shut down our government because of a border wall, which is immigration. This is the biggest problem around the world. It, It And so, so what we're seeing here is, so these people go to Davos and they can't quite figure out what's going on. It's a big mystery. And and then, uh, you know, the one good thing about Davos this time is people have kind of woken up to the idea suddenly that, hey, maybe the United States of America isn't the big boogeyman that's destroying the world, and they're starting to take a real hard look at China. Uh, For the first time in history, George Soros and Donald Trump were both on the same page about the threat posed by China and their authoritarianism around the world. And, And so something there, but... But they, but they're struggling in Davos to understand what the problem is because they don't realize that they are the problem. There, they, these people that that really, rather than trying to take to help people out, help people grow, help people become wealthy, help people have a future, they they felt like they were just going to be appointed to to be the, uh, you know, they they got appointed to, you know, to to to, to centrally plan the world, and. And this is happening everywhere. You know, we're seeing it in corporate America, where suddenly corporations now feel they have to. They're going to set policy for the American people. Look at Gillette is the classic example with the toxic masculinity, with their shavers. I went to the to the head of our health club and asked him not to give Gillette products this week. I mean, it's appalling uh, that that some arrogant corporation thinks that they can sit there and tell me and tell my family and my children what type of people they should be that's not their prerogative that's the family's prerogative and maybe the government steps in but it's one thing i'll give an example i wasn't happy under barack obama i like donald trump much better but let's just say obama just because since i don't like it's one thing for me to go well i don't like barack obama's policies i can't believe i've got to follow this but i have to follow him because he's the president of the united states like Donald Trump is now, I might not be happy about the policy, but after have to follow. It's another thing when you got some corporation like Procter and & Gamble and Gillette trying to dictate policy to me. These people have absolutely no right to do something like that. You know, it, 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 it's not that they have the right. They're a threat. Gillette and Procter & Gamble is a direct threat to the United States of America because, look, we either have the United States government setting policy, and maybe we have the family first, you set your values and your beliefs for your family, and then we have the government that kind of coalesces together under democracy and sets policy in china they're big what their their thing now is is look we're we're like a big family in China, so the government is like the family, but we set policy and we set value okay, fair enough, but for Gillette and Procter and & Gamble to feel they have, the, the audacity and the arrogance of these people is absolutely breathtaking. And, and you know, I would not use a Gillette product. I, it, that is, it, it's it's not even the arrogance and the stupidity of toxic masculinity, number one, is one thing, but even if it's something I like, they shouldn't be setting policy. Look, you know, we all like to go that route, but they have no big. One of the big battles going forward is how do we sit there and force big corporations to follow the guidance to stick to making profits, making making, i making something, manufacturing something, bring presenting a product, hiring workers, making it, uh, building it up, putting in factories, making profits. But their responsibility is not to sit there and dictate how the American people live. Now, if they think they have a better car that doesn't pollute or something like Elon Musk, hey, go to it. He, he thinks he can make a profit doing that. But but for somebody like the Gillette, they didn't have a new product. They didn't have anything. They just thought they were going to use their soapbox in corporate money and the shareholders' money to sit there. And a few people at the top of, of, of Gillette and Procter and & Gamble thought that they would put their personal ideas and take corporate money to move their personal agenda forward. And, and so – One of the big things going forward is really how do we deal with this type of stuff? This is one of my big concerns about the market. We have arrogant corporations telling the American people what to do now, and that's becoming a threat. Well. The Republicans aren't going to support that. They're one of the bigger supporters of corporate America. The Democrats are basically increasingly socialists. They want to tax the heck out of them. Who's going to protect these people? Now, in fairness to Gillette, they figured, hey, if we talk about toxic masculinity, uh, you know, Miss Cortez won't sit there and nationalize my company. Well, yeah, there's an old saying, and I think Lenin came up with, the Capitals will sell you the rope you can hang them with. And, and there's a classic example with Gillette. And, and so... Things are turning against a lot of, of of the things we have. Big shifts happening in the world, and they're not all positive. We have tightening. Uh, uh, global tightening that 's pushing down asset prices. we have people that you know corporate america they were just given the biggest tax cut in history and rather than you know i 'd like to see a lot more spending on plant equipment raises, hiring workers than on advertising uh toxic masculinity and stock buyback programs at procter gamble. and gamble and and so so the question that has to start being asked is is hey. Well, we, did we do the right thing cutting those taxes to the lowest? The se- I think we're the lowest or the second lowest in the in the world for corporate taxes. Did we do the right thing? I kind of think we did. It's helped our clients. We invest for our clients over the long term. We have a thirty-year window to to sit there and manage people's retirement money, and so it's we have to sit there and manage for the longer term. We're not some corporate executive, you know, trying to push forth a, a personal agenda or a also to sit there and, and try to to you know goose the earnings for the next quarter so you can hit his bonus but we're supporting this stuff we think it's a good idea but if people like us like me are questioning this which is a hardcore supporter of low taxes low regulation uh in 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 support for they're losing everybody else when they do this type of stuff. And again, it's absolutely appalling. You know, I would not use Gillette products. I wouldn't use, you know, Procter & Gamble. I'm not even sure I would even go that route. They still haven't apologized. And it's appalling. So that's one of the big strings is corporate America is coming. Look at what's happening with Facebook. Look what's happening with Google. Apple's staking out the case that, look, we protect your privacy. And so... You know, we're going to have the big battle on monopolies and privacy and things like that going forward, too, with corporate America. And and so all of these things are coming on the table. And and some companies are going to try to sit there and and, and push their way through it by buying off K Street lobbyists and, 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 and paying people off. And others like Apple are going to try to go, hey, we're protecting your privacy. We're trying to do the right thing. And so what you want to do is go with companies that are trying to do the right thing in and, and, and stay away from companies that are you know that are stealing your data, that are trying to use artificial intelligence to manipulate you, trying to put their own personal agenda uh, of toxic masculinity, you want to get stay away from those companies, and increasingly, it, it, we're going to have to do it. The smarter companies are kind of trying to stay the middle; they're trying not to be political. If they're, you know, if they're helping one side, they try to help the other side. I think it was In and Out Burger; they they protested about the, the giving money to conservative causes, and they said, "Wait a minute, we're giving to both sides." Well, that's okay, it, but but I think this is one of the big battles going forward be, because th- the. The Democrats and the left and the socialists have gotten control of, this, of the colleges. Now they're making the move to control corporate America, and this is a concern. If they get control of corporate America, P.E. values will fall, will drop, and stock prices will fall. And this is the big concern going forward. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and be right back right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
2: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Saving Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
3: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and in your retirement. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070 right here in Houston, Texas, home and headquarters of Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, we're a local company that manages uh, stock and bond portfolios for retirement. Uh, and uh, we, we're we value investors, so we do in, do a lot of risk analysis. That's really kind of our specialty is understanding where the markets, where the risks are in the market and trying to avoid uh, big problems and, and so, if you need some help, you can always go to our website maxoutsavings.com, dot com and sign up for the free report uh, the, it, we got the deal with the president three weeks shut down i mean it, i think it really, st- it was upsetting everybody that our our the government employees weren't getting their paychecks and they're they're going to get paid, but they were a bit delayed. Now, in fairness, a lot of them got three weeks off, which we could all use with pay, but that's another story. But but it was a hardship for many of them, and and, and so I think Donald Trump, President Trump, tried to do something about it. The wall is still an issue, and and I, I don't want to uh, uh, completely make it about politics. Uh, with corporate America, I really believe they need to keep the politics out of out of the company, and I think too many of these companies, like Procter and Gamble. Are really in with with Gillette are really g- engaging in politics that they don't need to be, and they have no business quite frankly, but the wall is a different thing, and it's look th- this whole thing with the wall is that the Democrats are and nancy Pelosi they're not going to give an inch in the wall in fairness to Nancy, I suspect she made a deal with with the radical element of her party to become Speaker of the House that she was going to go to the mat on the wall, and that's what she's doing. I view the wall, look, I think the wall is very important. Uh, now, we could get by with no wall, okay? We don't even need a wall, quite frankly. It's it's real simple. If you cross the border legally, you're arrested, uh, taken to the airport, put on a jet, and flown back to your country at once, okay? If we started doing that, we would need a wall. But you have to understand, in, in the United States today, these... The refugees—I mean, not the refugees—they're—they're they're immigrants or people that, quite frankly, they're people that want to live in the United States. They love, because they want—they want a freedom, they want a future, so they want to come here. You can't blame the people, and it—it's it, it, like if you want to go work for Exxon and they pay well and it's a better job. I mean, it's the same thing with these people are doing. But so they come across the border. Now, understand, all these immigrants from Central America—the huge number of them—are coached on what to say. Oh. I'm requesting amnesty because of political persecution and economic deprivation or whatever in their country. So they 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 have organizations in Central America that are coaching the immigrants exactly what to say. So ideally when Nancy Pelosi says she wants electronics ideally we have one of those little blue boxes that they you know with the light They have in the college campus with the telephone. So they cross the border, they pick the phone up, they say, hey, I'm here. The the immigration, uh, the border uh, patrol picks them up, they declare amnesty, they get a little trial, and then they wait two years in the United States for free. It's a really good deal. So, of course... Everyone wants to come in because the minute they step foot in the United States, they just claim amnesty and then they get two years. And that's what we're dealing with. If they if they step across a border, arrested by the Border Patrol, they're sent to the airport and shipped back to their country at once. This would all stop. But we're not they're not doing that. And we don't have a plan in place. Therefore, we have to have a wall. But it's even more important than that. Venezuela is is a socialist country. Venezuela has collapsed. We're going to be talking about Venezuela in a minute. Understand a couple things about Venezuela. The The country ran out of toilet paper. Think about that. Or maybe you don't want to think about that. The average weight of the average person in Venezuela in the last five years has dropped a number of pounds. There's no food in the country. People are literally starving and going through garbage cans. Not figuratively, literally. Uh... 10% 10% of the population of Venezuela has fled the country. And they they moved to the United States, Brazil, Colombia. These countries are being overwhelmed by immigrants. And, and so uh, a couple thoughts. Uh Mexico is now re, uh has a socialist president. They have 131 million people there. If you put away, put together Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Salvador El Salvador, you're looking at about 40, 45 million people there. In Mexico, it's 130 million. That's about 170 million people in all. If if those countries start crumbling, you could have a portion, 10%, you could have 17 million. If you have 15, you can have 25 million people coming over. China... China is being taken over by Xi Jinping and the communist, hardline communists. It's shifting back to a hardline, centrally planned economy. This is why their economy is starting to collapse now. China has 1.4 billion people in China, okay? If if China starts collapsing, if they put on a couple things, keep in mind, 50 years ago, or in 1960, yeah, about that time, 50 years ago, they Cultural Revolution, huge numbers of, of people were sent out of the cities, back to the farms to work. Millions of people starved. It was the worst time in Chinese. It was so bad that they lost the ability to make porcelain because they killed off so many people. So, if that's going to happen again, if 10% of the, of the Chinese people leave, we could have 140 million people try to make it to the United States. We've got to get our borders under control. In Syria, the Syrian war caused tens of millions of Syrians to pour in, into Europe. It's destabilized Europe, and all the European countries are becoming destabilized, and, and they have massive protests. And so, we've got to put, put that wall in place and we've got to get our immigration system under control this this is the reason why donald trump should declare a national emergency because we could get tens of millions of people pouring across that border the more people see those caravans become successful the bigger the caravans are it is a true national emergency it's a threat to the united states of america it's not we're trying to keep it it's 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 as these countries start collapsing due to socialism and uh, and communism you're going to get millions of people over there Fifty years ago, when Russia collapsed and other places, only a few people could come over. It's not like when millions could come over as what happened in the war in Syria, tens of millions of people. In the world today, with airplanes and the Internet, everybody wants to come to the United States, and we've got to lock our country down to protect it for the long term. It's not anti-immigrant. It's, it's that these you're talking about tens of millions of people. You could... It, with a collapse in Asia a massive war in Asia or a collapse of, of China, you could see 100 million people try to come over into the United States. Think about that. We're going to be talking some more about that. Tell you what, let's take a call from Tom today. Hey, Tom, how you doing?
1: I'm fine. Good morning, Ted. Uh, hey, listening to you talk about you know the Gillette thing, and and uh, yeah. that got me to thinking, you know, that the, you know the poor little guys out here trying to understand, you know, who's running these companies. That one was because they're doing the Super Bowl ad, obviously a lot of publicity. But uh, I'd also seen just recently here uh, an article about Larry Fink, that I guess he's the CEO of BlackRock, and it's the same thing. Here's a CEO pushing his progressive agenda. And uh, actually, I have a BlackRock fund, and I'm thinking, boy, is this the kind of people I want to do business with? So I guess my question is, yeah, no, I I know what you're talking an, about. Is there an easy, is there an easy way to, for just a regular person like me to, to, to figure out who's running these companies and maybe avoid them, or, or uh, you know, what's your methodology? Or you know, it could be that BlackRock's no worse than, than a lot of the other companies. But yeah, it may no, BlackRock be radical, is but it's actually.
3: Tom, you're right. BlackRock is actually worse. They've got this sustainability thing that they're trying to pressure. BlackRock is one of the biggest money managers out there with index funds and things. And they're pressuring uh, corporations to to engage in in climate change issues and all types of other things that, quite frankly, is, again, a project of Larry Fink and a few people at the top. Look, I think the only way you stop this thing is two things. Uh, Number one. I think you're going to have to start. We're going to have to start putting together a list of companies that are doing this. I think it's going to come down to boycotts. I think they're really they're going to have to start calling for boycotts of some of these companies and really get serious, so they're afraid to do some of this stuff. Because otherwise, they're just going to keep doing it. The other thing I think is, I think lawsuits. I I think if some smart Lawyers would get in there and say, wait a minute, the company stock has dropped because you engaged your personal policy in politics in the company, at, at you know, which is not in the best interest of the shareholders. I think that's the other way to do some of this stuff. To keep in mind the left has been extremely good and at friends of mine that do this uh, at, at at the law at using the law to sit there and, and – uh, and, and take on a lot of these things and try to stop these issues. And and, and, the, and the right is really going to have to get much more legi- litigious to try to go after some of these things. I think lawsuits on some of this stuff, particularly if Gillette were to miss, uh, Procter & Gamble were to miss a quarter, I, I think you could have a possible lawsuit. And I think so lawsuits and boycotts, I think you're going to have to start calling for boycotts of some of these companies.
1: Yeah, you know, for the average shareholder, and, you know, uh, of course, you've seen cases where, you know, the shareholders try to revolt, but, you know, these companies, uh, unless you've got some major shareholders, like a pension fund, who really has some stroke... Uh, you know, you see these things where they have these class action suits because the management's doing this or that that has hurt the shareholders. But it seems like in most cases they don't go anywhere because the the boards are so entrenched. And uh, and I get back to something you just said. You know, they need to – I don't know who they is, but it would be great if there was a list of these companies pushing me to, to help basic people like me say, okay, these are –
3: these are ones to avoid. Well, yeah, it, I mean, I think you bring up a great point with Larry Fink is because he is really trying to pressure these boards for his personal agenda, and 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 he's using he's using you know index funds and things that that conservatives own and that really aren't in agreement with what he's doing. And uh, look, the, the liberals are very, very, very smart people, and and we you know we need to oh, yeah. p- play a lot smarter w- with with how we're doing it because I, I fear we're really losing, and. uh and the sad thing is most of them really don't even understand where they're going. They have no idea. And uh, so uh, it, it's very sad. And, but, yeah, Tom, good point.
1: Okay. Well, I was curious to throw that one at you since you were talking about Gillette because to me it's a very similar kind of thing. Let situation. me see if I can but, find
3: uh, a list somewhere of see who has some lists. Uh, that's a good I'm going to check that out.
1: That would be a great one for one of your reports. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think I'm going to do it. Thanks, Tom.
1: But, uh, anyway, thanks so much.
3: Yeah. Good call uh the, yeah, I mean this is the problem that, that's going out there is is liberals influencing corporate america it's becoming an increasingly big problem uh the so uh, yeah, so you know but china so one of the reasons for the wall is look is is if we go into another recession or a global recession, you could just see tens of millions of people try to pour into the States. We have to somehow get control of this. A country that loses its borders eventually doesn't become a country at all. And and it's, you know, in Mexico, Mexico has a, they've got a hardline socialist uh, guy down there. So, you know, I mean, they're completely two different forms of government. And we have to be a little careful with that. And if these Mexicans start wanting to pour out of there, we're going to have a problem, a bigger problem. And again, I tell you some of these numbers, 130 million in Mexico, 45 million in Central America, plus the 130 million in Mexico 1.4 billion people we've got i think what 365 million people or something like that and it you know India India has 1.3 billion people i mean you know if all these people start wanting to come to the United States and if if you have some type of problem elsewhere where they could all pour somehow we've got to get control of these borders and and, you know Mexico in fairness to them, you go over there to try to work in Mexico, and they catch you. You're gone. I mean, it's they don't they don't have almost no country has the the is is laxadaisical about their borders as the United States. And, and really, I mean, we we try to help people out. I mean, but it, but it, it's the problem is there's too many people taking advantage of it. So I want you to understand the wall isn't to keep the immigrants out. The wall is is because if things destabilize, it could really put a huge danger in the United States, and they're very close to doing it now. Another big story this week. Okay, so the government's now open. We're working on the wall. That's po- that's one positive for the market is Venezuela. This is another big story. Uh back at the end of end of December, Venezuela launched uh to some gunboats after a drill ship drilling for Exxon and, and uh and kind of threatened them over there, and we were watching that because we closely in, in Guyana because they got huge reserves. We actually were able to take advantage of, of what they did and, and purchase some uh, stock, and it was Hess, but uh, as it plunged because of that. But so they started threatening their neighbors. Now, big story this week is really Venezuela. This is another big story out there. the The United States came out and they they recognized the. Uh, the uh the head of the uh the mexican uh parliament or not the mexican the venezuelan uh parliament equivalent of the parliament as the uh as the uh president now it's this isn't like the gunboat diplomacy of the 1950s brazil agreed to it uh brazil agreed to it colombia agreed to it argentina agreed with it chile agreed with it ecuador agreed with it uh all the canada agreed with it uh so everybody wants uh maduro gone he's a socialist the country as we talked earlier in the show ten 10 of the of the country has 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 fled uh the country the massive immigrants in brazil and colombia they're having to deal with these issues people are starving in venezuela they can't get anywhere and so now we're going to try it now just today the uh the Europeans gave him eight days to call for elections. We, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I think you're going to have to get Maduro out of there. Venezuela is important. It was once the wealthiest country in South America. The Venezuelan oil company was really, of of all the uh, developing oil companies in the world, Venezuela was basically the the Exxon of the developing world, for all practical purposes, and, and not on how much oil they had, but on on how they handled things and what a good job they did. And so, Venezuela has the biggest oil reserves in the world, and and so we can't let this this country down there that is. They had they two. I think there were almost three million barrels of oil five years ago. They're down to under one million. The whole country is collapsing. Again, it's causing destabilizing uh, Colombia. It's hurting Brazil. And somehow we've got to get this out of there. Now, the Cubans, the Russians, and Turkey and China are t- desperately trying to support Maduro. But uh, the rest of the countries here are trying to get rid of Maduro. And it, this is something we want to watch closely. This is very important for oil. If, if if a new guy gets in there, it could put some pressure on oil prices. So we'll watch closely. Tell you what, we'll be right back after this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show.
4: Baby, try to get a says, no no dice, son, you work lead. I I'm
3: do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime.
2: Ted Gioka and the Max Out Savings Show continue after this short break. To find out more about Max Out Savings Advisors, visit maxoutsavings.com. In a moment, more of the Max Out Savings Show.
4: and that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka.
3: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, you can always call us up at 713 339 1070. That's what Charles did. Hello, Charles. Oh, uh, Good morning,
5: Ted. Uh, I just want to offer a comment here on, on the subject you're talking about, Venezuela. Um, yes. I'm not sure in the long run here that this may actually end well for us or, you know, uh, with our current administration because I think, number one, I think the, the the Democratic regressives in this country, you know, the, the social Democrats or the new kids on the block, I think are going to use this opportunity to accuse Trump of meddling in, the, in, in their affairs, number one. Now, they may not defend Maduro per se, but I think that that's going to be the problem. And I think what's going to end up happening, because Russia and China both need to get paid, and essentially, Venezuela has been in arrears on these payments. I think when it comes to the U.N. Security Council, I'm not sure that the U.S. is going to get the votes that they need to throw this guy out. They may. What I think will probably end up happening is is you'll probably have some sort of an election. And then whether the U.N. gets in there and supervises it or not, which to me, I think in the past in some of these countries has been somewhat of a... A abject joke. failure. <laughs> I think I, I as I as I think this thing through, I don't think I'm not as 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 optimistic in this whole thing for the Venezuelan people because I think that as this thing plays out, it's just going to get retracted. The, the, the problem with this guy in this pa, in this presidential palace, he's got if, if, to get rid of him. He's going to want he's going to want some sort of uh, a safe safe exit out of there, and I don't know if the people are willing to do that, and I don't know what the guarantees are going to be. The other thing is I don't know if this new fella, this 38-year-old fellow, is going to want to honor those payment commitments to China and Russia. That's another thing because the country's so destitute. So I, I think this is going to be a long, protracted thing. I don't think it's going to be the panacea that a lot of people are thinking it is. I just see I just see more of the same and I think unfortunately I think we're gonna see the the regressives as I say in this country use this as an opportunity to accuse the current administration of meddling. At some point, you know, Maduro's gonna come out and say, Hey, you know, you guys had, had had something to do with all of this and in time it's gonna gain traction as it always does. So I think people need to be prepared for this because I think that's exactly how this is going to play out.
3: Well, that, uh, Charles, that's a good point. Look, the one reason I think that it could go better than everybody thinks is keep in mind Brazil is backing – Backing the new guy, Colombia's backing the new guy. All of these, almost the only ones that aren't, I think, are basically Paraguay or Uruguay and Mexico, and they're kind of on the fence. Well, probably and,
5: Bolivia too, because yeah. oh, Evo Bolivia, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. And he's a he
5: was a good friend of Chavez, and I, I again, but I, I'm just saying the way I've seen these things play out. I mean, Jimmy Carter when he went to so many so-called UN would sit there and, and criticize the U.S. He went to Cuba and criticized. I mean, you have these people, unfortunately, in this country who don't seem to take pride in what we do. And, and I don't, you know, I, uh, I, I Charles, think politics I, comes, comes I, before everything. I
3: agree. But I, I think really uh, the answer is simply look at the record down there of what they've done to Venezuelan people. Look at... Uh, look at the people supporting the new president gaeto and and it's all the all the countries around them and, and and i i i think once people start looking at that and and i mean i don't think you give uh, the, the the russians and 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 the chinese look if you get them all their money back then it's just going to encourage them to go to every other country all over the world and do the same thing and, and so we're better off setting some type of an example here look I'm also the opinion. I, I tell you what, one thing I'm sick of is all these wars. I think my own opinion going forward is you take out the top guy. Uh, why should we sit there and ha- engage in battles where we lose thousands of Americans and tens of thousands of people in those countries die? And, and the guy at the top, basically, you know, we never try to go after him. I mean, I, I, I think this guy is, is a bad guy. He clearly rigged the election. And he's 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 put the military and the oil companies everywhere, and they're basically stealing from the country. And I think he, we ought to put a stop to it.
5: Well, that's a, that's exactly that's a good point because the you you mentioned about the military, and and of course, unfortunately, Venezuela, like many countries, the citizens aren't allowed to own guns, unlike here. Yeah. So the problem is, is the people can't really. So in other words, what it comes down to is whoever owns the military has the power. Now, hopefully, maybe the military can come around and see just how bad it is and maybe possibly align
3: themselves well, with it. Well, the, the one thing I, uh, Gatto's done is he said, look, we're, we're not here to, to, to persecute anybody, and they're they're willing to sit down and give amnesty to all these people and make sure, I mean, they're not... They're not here to sit there and just engage in—I mean, that's where you make your big mistakes and changes of powers is throwing all the other people out and, and, uh, and persecuting them and jailing them because that never works out. Then no one ever wants to leave power, and so the way to do it is you negotiate. I think they're negotiating now on this with a lot of these people, and uh, but you can't let this go on for very—look, they're just— too much oil. Oil in in a hundred years is going to be incredibly valuable. We can't have it in some crazed madman's hands. And 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 quite frankly, look what's happened to the Venezuelan people. It's been an absolute catastrophe. That's, that was no joke. They're running out of toilet paper. They figuratively ran out of toilet paper in the country, which is just astonishing and shows you the the, the level of depravity these Venice, poor Venezuelans have lived to under this, you know, socialist uh, madman. And so. But yeah, good points. Thanks, Charles. Uh, Yeah, look, I think this is going to look. This is something we all want to watch, you know, because it is. It's right up. It's very close to the United States. Massive oil reserves, and uh, the the good thing is, all the rest of the countries around the region, except Cuba and Bolivia, really, the hardcore people want him gone, including his next door neighbors. So you know we'll see what's going to happen and i think behind the scenes the trump administration has done an awful lot of 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 things to try to get everybody on board with some fair transition uh because there's a whole lot of countries i um, mean this is really a, a group of people trying to do something to to stop some of this stuff uh Another big story, I, you know, and we're spending. I mean, a lot of big picture stuff today. The wall uh, coming down. That's putting off uh, the uh, the Venezuelan. Where, where, where the, the United States no longer repre- uh, uh No longer is. Uh, f- uh, recognizing Maduro as president, uh, China—the other big one—China has come in and they're recapitalizing the banks with in some of these other institutions, financial institutions with perpetual bonds, so they can put a bond out there that you say yields four and a half percent for forever, and so it kind of becomes part of their capital structure. To be, but there wasn't enough demand for them, so what they did is they said, "Look, you can swap the per- perpetual bonds with the with the, uh, the 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 Central Bank of China's." Uh, For to get Central Bank of China bills, which you can use as collateral in different things, you can't sell them, but you can use as collateral to do all types of other things. And this is putting a massive amount of money in as a quasi recapitalization of the banks with Chinese uh, People's Republic of uh, China, uh, the, the People's Bank of China money, the Central Bank of China's money to recapitalize. And and the other big and that is very inflationary. And the other big thing that happened this week was is there's talk the Fed might ease back on 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 uh, normalizing their balance sheet or or selling bonds to you know reduce their balance sheet. And when that happened. That happened Friday, uh, and late Thursday and Friday. Gold was up $18. Gold looks like it's about to break out. Uh, it looks like more in flooding the world to try to stabilize things. Remember, we've told you China is going down, not just because of the tariffs with the United States and the trade war, but the hardline communist stances is now wrecking their economy. And so the biggest growth engine in the last 30 years is going away. This is a really big story. We want to keep an eye on China. Tell you what, let's take a a call from Flo real quick at 713
6: Yeah, I just wanted to inject something uh, Mm -hmm. regarding what the last caller had, his concern about the United States uh, sticking our nose in the Venezuela situation. We have a tremendous uh, reason for doing that. Uh, First of all, you need to stop and think that the Russians and the Chinese have been down there trying to get the oil for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And also China, of course, is trying to get control of our waterways besides just the oil. Um, something else is that uh, we need to stop and think about the uh, United Nations and how they are very much involved in everything that's going on in the world right now in a negative way. And the uh, they're pushing for the immigration into the United States, which we tend to think about, to not think about, the immigration of the Middle Eastern people coming in here. And along with that is a lot of really bad people but also going into the U.S. and into Europe. And the immigration is a big uh, concern because of their 2030 plan. Immigration, population reduction, destroying the economy, and also that push on the southern border. It, it has been proven that Soros and the globalists are also the ones financing all that. Yeah, no, they did. So they, you see, yeah. we've got the Chinese and the Russians down there in in Venezuela. And, and helping out that guy, and uh, the government of Venezuela is profiting.
3: Yeah. No, Flo, at, the expense, at, at the expense of the starvation of the people. I agree. So, Flo, I think that's really good points. I think the caller before was trying to say it's going to be a little tougher, but I think your point is that, look, the Chinese and the Russians have been trying to insert themselves down there, and it's a real problem. And uh, and I, I, I agree with you. I don't think we need to be using the United Nations. I, I think we need to get tough and get this guy out of there. No, yeah. the, the United
6: Nations are acting against us.
3: Yeah, no, I uh, look. Yeah, the the United Nations has become just nothing but a problem. I mean, they you know they, yes, they, they want are. to have they want to become leaders of the world in some new global well, order. And, they're and,
6: in they're much into they're much into the one world global order, and they're to the destruction of the United States of America any way they can. And one way that they're able to do that, you're talking about all these millions of people. Yes, that's been my concern all along. Is yeah, you might have a few thousand that are trying to come in yet now, but you continue to do this and let the socialists win, and we're going to have millions coming in here. And it's a takeover. It's a caliphate, basically, not only from the Middle East, but from all these other countries, too, that are coming across our yeah, borders. So yeah, yeah. think that's a major no,
3: situation. Yeah, and no, I've got to wrap up here with a couple more things, Flo. But yeah, I think good points. Look, I mean, this is the big problem is, it's not that we need immigrants. We yeah, we want to sit there and get everything straightened up here. If we need to need some immigrants in. But we cannot have, as as I just said early in the show, 1.4 billion Chinese 1.3 billion uh, Indians, 170 million Mexicans, 450 million uh, from Central America. We can't have—there's 7 billion people in the world. We can't have them all coming to the United—we have to somehow control this. And, and 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 what's happened, there's a lot of people that figure, hey, if we can flood the United States with, you know, 100 million immigrants, then we— then it'll make the United States like every if you want to have a, a global order, the first thing you've got to do is destroy the United States, because then Europe can take over, which is really who's behind all this stuff. And they can get rid of the pesky Americans and and, and look, I think we need to stand up for this country and, and stand up for fair immigration, have a reasonable immigration plan in place. But if we don't get these borders locked down, it's it's a clear threat to the country. And so so this is a big battle. And I, I wanted to kind of expand upon this a little today. Uh, Markets, markets are, have moved up here. They're going back above the 50-day. It's looked a little positive. We actually put a hedge on, which we might get off of pretty quickly if it doesn't go. Look, I, I think things have picked up some, but we still have the storm clouds of China, the global slowdown uh, uh, in China. Really a ve- I think a m- much more material slowdown, anyone understands. A slowdown in Europe in in developing markets. You have quantitative easing. In, that's really been pulling money, ending, and it's pulling money out of the system. So, that, so, so the, it's been reverse quantitative easing, which is, is putting pressure on asset prices. And you've got pressure from inflation and wage pressure on corporate America and the United States. It, and so, and then in addition, you have you have issues like what's going on in Venezuela and elsewhere. And, and we're moving to more of a socialist, I'm not going to say socialist, but look, that it's going to be more pressure to put more pressure on corporations, even from the Republicans, as we talked earlier on the show. And so that's all not good. And this is going to put pressure on asset prices. So it's going to be a very volatile markets. So I think you want to kind of watch and be, you know, a little cautious in here and kind of continue to manage things. A couple things really we saw, I think gold is starting to break out. Uh, I I, I think you're seeing a much bigger quantitative easing programs coming out of China that happened at the end of the week. So this week, a lot of really big things happened that weren't real clear. Venezuela uh, uh, recapitalizing the bank, kind of a backdoor deal in China. Uh, the, 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 uh, the 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 three-week delay in the shutdown, to get rid of the shutdown in the United States. Uh, the Davos meeting just really did not go well. People really see the problems they have out there. And, and so all of these things, much more volatile markets, much more important to have a risk plan in place, shorter-term bonds. Uh, to look and I think we want to watch the dollar how is this uh, are we going to are we going to end our 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 balance sheet normalization at the Fed and start another quantitative easing if that starts happening you're going to see gold go up and probably stock prices but not right now and so I think you want to have a little cautious by the way final thing if you haven't gone to our website sign up for our free max out savings report all these things we talk about it's a free report if you need help with your retirement you have an old 401k plan I'll be happy to help you out just go to our website max Out Savings Advisors. We'll show you how do we manage assets at the company. And remember our motto and our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Remember, MaxOutSavings.com. We'll see you next week.
2: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.
4: I'm Randy Haynes, host of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, Saturdays at 7 a.m. Brought to you by Belleville.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.